Everybody's going for those kinky boots, kinky boots. Kinky boots, it's a manly kind of fashion that you borrowed from the brutes. Borrowed from the brutes. Kinky boots. Hello everyone, and a very warm welcome to Kinky Boots. I'm Ken Moss. I'm Simon Exton. And in this episode we're going to be covering Series 1, Episode 18 of The Avengers. It's Double Danger. This was written by Gerald Werner and adapted by John Lucarotti. It was transmitted on the 8th of July 1961 at 8.50pm in the ABC Midlands North, Anglia Television, ATV, Southern TV, Time Tees, Television Western Wales, Ulster, Westwood and Scottish TV regions. The episode is lost, there's no footage of any kind known to exist, although there is a video reconstruction on the Studio Canal series DVD set, and there's an audio reconstruction on their Lost Episodes Volume 3 by Big Finish. That was adapted by John Dorney. The script exists. In fact, there's a couple of versions of the script exists. There are 52 publicity snaps and about 80 telly snaps. Gerald Werner, who wrote this one, there were a lot of changes made by John Lucarotti, who would have been the script editor, uh, to the point where he wanted his name removed from this one. And the episode itself got scathing reviews. The, the press weren't very kind to this one. Werner hit back saying that it was the producers who had been interfering with the process and he was never asked back to the Avengers. Beyond that, there's not really a right lot to say about it. Dr. Exton, what's the praise for this one? Praise for this episode, again taken from Dave Rogers' The Ultimate Avengers book. Two thieves steal valuable diamonds, but one is shot as he escapes. Steed has no clues until Carol deciphers a call from help from Dr. Keel, who is being forced to treat the wounded man. The jewel thief dies, but gives Keel Bartholomew's plot as a clue to the location of the hidden diamonds. Keel is now forced to reveal what he knows to the dead man's colleagues. If he doesn't, they will kill Carol. But Steed already has the diamonds by the time the crooks arrive at Bartholomew's cottage. Steed leaves the police to wrap up the case as he takes his fellow Avengers to dinner. What's the idea? I was asleep in bed when your men broke into my flat. Drag me over here. If you want to sleep at night, you could get up in the morning. I should speak to Brady about it. I don't know what you mean. I'm sure you don't. All right, we'll leave that one. Is it Mrs. Mace or Miss Carrington? Which do you prefer, Mademoiselle or Madam? Call me what you like. Don't tempt me. I want some information. I don't know anything. Your misbegotten boyfriend has got Keel here's receptionist. I've got you. Exchange is no robbery. Get the idea? I don't know anything. What a pity. I'm afraid it's going to be very unpleasant for you. You can't keep me here. Not here. There is a convenience cellar below. It's dark, rather odious. But don't worry, I believe you'll have company. Isn't that right? Quite the largest rats I've ever seen. Absolutely. You wouldn't do that? Tell me where I can find Carol Wilson. I don't know. You're trying my patience, Lola. You know, there is one particular rat she's more afraid of. Who's that? Brady. That's true, isn't it? He'd kill me. Some species of rodent have two legs, some four. Take your pick. I told you. It's more than my life's worth. I think you'll find you're safer with us. We're not quite so trigger-happy. Look, Carol has nothing to do with this. I don't want to take a bullet out of her. If I tell you, will you keep me out of it? I could never let a lady down. 
Who have we got in terms of alumni for this one? We don't have any Doctor Who alumni. We do have some telefantasy alumni. Kevin Brennan will turn up as a uh, in a further episode of The Avengers. Um, he appeared in things like Adam Adamant Lives and R3. He played the vicar in the film adaptation of Loot. But most important of all, mm-hmm. he was Whitebait in The Victim as Whitebait oh, episode God's of The Corridor sakes. People. Charles Hodgson will turn up in a further episode of The Avengers. Howard Daly played PC Thompson in Police Surgeon, and that was for five entries on IMDb. Robert Mill uh, will turn up in another episode of The Avengers and an episode of The New Avengers, but also appeared in tons of stuff in the, uh, the 60s, Department S, Champions, Journey to the Unknown, Mystery and Imagination, and Sierra 9. Peter Reynolds will turn up in a further episode of The Avengers, and Rom Pemba, will again turn up in a further episode of The Avengers. He played the taxman in Red Dwarf. He was Alain, a series regular in Secret Army. He was the proprietor of the Black Cat in The Naked Civil Servant. Um, And he turns up in the Mystery and Imagination episode of Casting the Runes as the tram conductor, which is one of the very, very few surviving clips from one of the missing episodes. Ron Pember is sort of a Who alumni. He was in the BBC Radio 4 series Slipback. Okay, now I'm talking to proper Doctor Who. Mm. Just before we go any further onto this, uh, we've had some comments on our SoundCloud page, including some very positive feedback from Piers Johnson, who runs a fantastic website called Mrs Peel When Needed. Now, I've had a look at this website, and it is the most incredibly detailed site for the Avengers. There are telesnaps on there, there are synopses, bits and pieces of information, all the stuff that I go through, The uh, in fact, even down to camera rehearsal dates and times. There is a lot of stuff on there for an Avengers fan. So, Mrs. Peel, Were Needed, by Piers Johnson, heartily recommended. And thank you for your feedback. It's appreciated. And I'm going to crib mercilessly from your website for the remainder of Series 1. Thank you very much. Getting on to the episode itself, what do we think? Honestly, Mm. not very much. It's a bit of a, we've seen all of this before. The Doctor being forced to treat an injured villain, Carol being kidnapped and held to ransom, uh, running around not really knowing who's doing what. I'm forced to agree. It was the greatest hits of what we've seen so far. Only... Done very slowly. Yeah, and Steed nipping off here and there to be mysterious and... I wasn't gripped by this at all. The thing that I thought was interesting, although not necessarily nice interesting was that the plot would have been ro- uh, sorted out so much faster if Steed hadn't been so supercilious that he didn't bother listening to the the old man's name. If he'd done the, the normal, reasonable human being thing of introducing himself and listening to the name that is given back, he would have found out exactly who Bartholomew was. Plot would have been over. Season one, Steed is... It's a very good character, but he's not as affable and gregarious as later turns into. I just found it all a little bit, all the way through, what's going on? There's a lot of characters in it, and you need to look at the back of the Big Finish CD to see how many characters are in this thing. I mean, how many have we got there? 12, 40, there's 15 characters in this. And it's not entirely 
clear what the problem is. Carol gets kidnapped. You're not entirely sure why, and there's a lot of running around. I mean, if I was Carol, I'd have buggered off out of that job a long time ago. It's placed her in what might be considered unreasonable working conditions several times now. Yeah, but she's hoping to be the next Mrs. Keel, isn't she? I mean, she, he was shacked up with his last nurse, so she's hoping to fill, <laughs> fill that particular vacancy, if you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we've listened to the Big Finish version for this, and it's absolutely no slight on Big Finish. They adapt the scripts very carefully, very closely. The sound design and regulars are wonderful. The guest cast are pretty good. It's it's no slight on Big Finish at all. It's just not a very interesting story. And if that's what you're adapting, you're rather stuck with it. But the sound design's brilliant, as with all the Big Finish adventures we've heard. It's really well produced. The only thing I'll say... I think you know what's coming. Bruton was played by Nicholas Briggs. We're only 18 episodes into this series, and how many episodes has he been in? Come on, Well, I guys. think he's, he's probably played about 25 different roles. Yeah, it's, it's my only, only criticism. Actually, this comes on to be my big criticism of when they, when they adapt Callan, because the Callan adaptations are fantastic. The problem is that the third regular is massively outclassed by the other two actors, and the third regular is Hunter played by Nick Briggs, and... He's not good enough to, to hold his end up. Yeah, you've always said that, whereas I don't have a problem with his acting. It's more... Yeah, but you haven't listened to Callan yet, have you? And that is true, but I just don't like... It's not even doubling up because they're all different plays, but having the same person cast again and again and again in things just because they're either on the production team or they're good friends with the production team, so they get cast a lot... That's fine when you're doing stage plays, but when you're listening to an ongoing series, it really takes you out of it. And I I just don't like it. There are so many voice actors out there. You really don't need to be fishing a small pool. Cast the net a little wider. That's my only criticism. You do realise you're talking about Big Finish here. I'm going to park those thoughts there. Yes, dear Big Finish, Ken is being polite because he'd quite like some voice work. I wouldn't mind. I'd love to work with Big Finish, but... Yeah, because realistically, once you're through the door, you're settled. Oh, you harsh man. (laughs) Yeah, but they put out fuck tons of stuff, all with the same reasonably large crew of actors with special guest stars. But once you get in with them, you are are sorted. Unless you make criticisms like this, I imagine. Um, (laughs) But I'm not not the one of us that's a voice actor and, and would actually get some work out of them. It is difficult to be impartially critical on this because I do. I just love what Big Finish do, but that is uh, one thing I've never liked is is doubling up, and it, it goes on a lot with Nick Briggs. He's just too recognisable, unfortunately. The, I had the same criticism for you know John Coleshaw when we did Death on the Slipway. John Coleshaw, very talented man, but you can't disguise scene to scene four different characters. It's just not going to work. It was exactly the same. John Culshaw, talented man though he is, he can only disguise his voice so far, even him. Yes, but can you imagine if Nick Briggs was trying to do four different characters in the same scene? I don't think there's anyone that could do it. it The only person that I've ever heard, and this is going off topic quite a way and a bit niche, but there's a comedian in Australia called Billy Birmingham, and he released a series of albums called The Twelfth Man, which were a monumentally hilarious piss take of cricket commentary. 
which to people who don't like cricket must sound very dull. But it was a, a spitting image version of cricket commentary where they'd created these faux personas and he did all the voices or the vast majority of them. And you can't tell. That's the level that uh, you need to be at. And even the great John Coleshaw is not up to that level. Well, I, I have a friend in Liverpool, and um, we lost touch years ago, but she used to work the chat lines, you know, the, the sex chat lines. Mm. And she would regularly do four or five characters in different accents to keep a chat line going when there was maybe one or two other people on there. And you could sit in the pub with her, and she would she would demonstrate this because people wouldn't really believe it. And she could just talk for half an hour with four, four or five different accents, all different characters talking to each other, and it was absolutely convincing. Oh, no, that's absolutely fine. What I mean is when you get to the point where, bear in mind the target audience for Big Finish's stuff, they're all going to be the same type of fan, and they're going to know who John Coleshaw is. They're going to know who Nicholas Briggs is and know their voices intimately. So if you get somebody phoning up a sex chat line who's going to be on the phone for, what, probably a few minutes, you probably get away with it. Um, no, um, not necessarily. Some of their, their regulars actually phoned up just to, to chat rather than to jizz off. Um, <laughs> so, they, so you'd, yeah, you would have a group of people who would be there for as long as it took them to get to the vinegar point. And there would be others who would just be there because they were incredibly lonely and wanting to chat. Dragging it back by my fingernails to the Avengers. Yeah, I think we can next, both say. It's next episode we talk about sex work, isn't it? Uh, yes, it is. It is, actually. But I think before we get to that stage, we should rate this in Masterminds. Well, I think it's fairly demonstrable that we have spent far longer talking about sex, um, chat, sex lines. chat lines and um, nepotism at Big Finish than we have talking about the episode itself. It's not a bad episode. It's just a best of. And you can't even say it suffers from the, the modern thing of binge watching and binge listening because we're not. We're listening to an episode a week and commenting on it. So we are experiencing it with the same sort of timescales it would have been done originally. And it's a best of halfway through the season. Um, I wasn't wildly impressed by this. Three masterminds. Yeah, I'm hovering between uh, three and two for the same reason. I think two would be unreasonably harsh. But if I ever reach for my phone or start skipping through stuff on Wikipedia on the iPad while I'm listening to something, there's a problem. And I did with this. And... Yeah, it's just not one to recommend. If it wasn't for the fact that the Big Finish sound design is so good, I think this would slip even further down. It's I'm so tempted to give it a two because I was bored. Uh, it's not one I'll be racing back to. I think I will give it a two. Yeah, but it's no slight on the production team. You, you've done a great job. You've just saddled with that script. And uh, reading well, between... Order of, please give me a voice job. I would love to have a voice job with Big Finish. I don't care what it is. I'll be third Martian from the left in a Doctor Who. Uh, but even Gerald Werner, the writer, was hard on this one. So, yeah, not entirely unsurprising, really. But next time, we will be looking at episode 19, which is Toy Trap. 
So if you'd like to listen along with that, that's the one we'll be doing next week. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. I hope you've enjoyed our slightly off-topic ramblings. We'll hopefully pin it down a little bit next week. Yeah, I wouldn't really put a bet on that. We'll see you next week. Bye now. They'll be back. You can depend on it. Kinky Boots featured Simon Exton and Ken Moss, with thanks to Studio Canal, Big Finish Productions, and Alan Hayes. Title music was performed by Honor Blackman and Patrick McNee, and the program was produced by Maverick Productions. For more information, please visit maverickproductionsuk.blogspot.com or find us on social media.